This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Mile High Ambulance. The Emergency Medical Minute is excited to announce that we are now offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits. This is accessible through our online course modules that can be accessed at www.emergencymedicalminute.org backslash CME courses, or simply by clicking on the link in our show notes and creating an account. So this is a case of a 55-year-old female that came in with chest pain, looked really anxious. She had no cardiac history. Uh, actually, aside from hypertension, had no other cardiac risk factors, and then had an EKG that had some mild ST elevation, antraceptally, didn't meet criteria for STEMI, and so uh, she had a troponin that was uh, slightly elevated. So we consulted cardiology after we got this bedside ultrasound. As far as sort of the differential diagnosis of a patient that comes in with chest pain with that history, you know, the main thing that we consider are we want to rule out a STEMI or assess for a STEMI, other acute coronary syndromes like unstable angina, other things that we consider are, especially with sort of a somewhat atypical presentation, would be things like myocarditis. And then for her bedside ultrasound, you know, we did this apical four-chamber view, and she had a grossly dilated left ventricle. She ended up having what's called Takotsubo's cardiomyopathy, sometimes called broken heart. In terms of the pathophysiology of that, in general, it's some sort of extraordinary emotional uh, or in the, you know ICU sometimes this is diagnosed because of an extraordinary physiologic stressor. Uh, it's generally thought to be due to sort of a profound outpouring of uh, sympathetic overdrive, so epinephrine and norepinephrine from the autonomic nervous system. And the pathophysiology of it is that there's adrenoreceptors, so receptors for epinephrine and norepinephrine that are mostly or they're located throughout the heart, but mostly located on the apex of the heart. And so you get this profound vascular constriction that leads to cardiac dysfunction. And so you get this highly characteristic, disproportionately apical ballooning. And it's called Takatsubos, because anyone know the backstory on that? Yeah. So octopus, yeah. So uh, in Japan, they're hunting for octopus. Apparently there's a trap that has a shape uh, where the pot is open here and then it's dilated here and when the octopus goes in it, it gets stuck. So if you can picture this here, it's really dilated here, narrower there. So she ended up, based on this presentation, uh, not going to the cardiac cath lab because it was felt that this wasn't sort of a, you know, an unstable plaque uh, presentation. She got treated with some benzos. Uh, the natural history of this, you know, epidemiologically, it does represent, and I was surprised to see that it was about 3% of coronary syndromes, but that was high. So it's more common than we perceive, I think, in the ER. It gets diagnosed at an interval oftentimes. In terms of the natural history of it in general, it leads to a cardiomyopathy, uh, which is the cardiac muscle dysfunction and can lead to things like congestive heart failure. Uh, but the natural history of it is within one or two weeks, the vast majority of patients recover fully. In the meanwhile, they can get complications. You know, that dilated heart can get a, a clot in it. So uh, similar to, you know, a massive like antraceptal MI, uh, LV thrombus is a possibility. So if the echo or the myopathy is significant enough, they get anticoagulated and otherwise they get treated like, 
uh, an acute coronary syndrome. And oftentimes they do go to cath, they, they have clean coronaries, so it's not large vessel disease. So sort of an interesting case with an interesting visual uh, associated with it. And so that's broken heart or Takotsubo's uh, cardiomyopathy. All right. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Health One Continental Division and Swedish Medical Center for their financial contributions to the EMM. Donations from them and listeners like you make it possible for us to fulfill our mission of producing and spreading free medical education to the masses. If you enjoy our show, please consider making a one-time or reoccurring donation to help cover our operational costs and keep the EMM awesome. Click on the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you for listening.